Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, Mike Rabel said after yesterday's disastrous loss to the Eagles that the Titans are at a crossroads, and he could not be more correct. They have two major crossroads that we need to discuss. What is going on at left tackle with Dennis Daly, and what should the Titans do with offensive coordinator Todd Downing? We have to discuss what's going on at these two crossroads. And then finally, the Titans need to get healthy on both sides of the ball. It's a crossroads that they need to cross as well. So what are injury updates on Kyle Phillips, Racy McMath, Traylon Burks, and Danico Autry? We're going to go over all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, the Titans at Crossroads. David, shout out Bone Thugs. Anyway, moving forward, it is a crossroads edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Mike Rabel was right. Now, I may not agree with him on what the crossroad actually is. We're going to dive into that. Before we do, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. It's Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms for. Free. Make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. If you're showing up to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel, I definitely do appreciate it. Smash the notification bell, throw a thumbs up on the video. It goes a long way to help support the channel. Um, I am forever grateful. But moving right along here, the Titans are at a crossroads. Now, on Monday, Mike Rabel said the crossroads were what kind of team the Titans want to be. Good teams get better at this point in the season. The bad teams start to get worse at this point in the season. And while I generally and philosophically agree, Mike, that that is what happens, that's not the crossroads that the Titans should be worried about. Number one, we have to talk about the left tackle position. Now, look, there's been bad play on the offensive line all year. It's not just Dennis Daly. It's not all Dennis Daly. NBF is a rookie who has struggled. Aaron Brewer, for certain, has struggled. Ben Jones been in and out of the lineup at times. So, it's not all Dennis Daly. But, but, in week 13, Dennis Daly gave up three sacks, a team high. Gave up four pressures, second worst. Had a 41.4 pass blocking grade per pro football focus. Last on the team. So, while it may not all be Dennis Daly's fault, he is certainly a major part of the problem. You got to give credit to Nashville media and Titans beat reporters, specifically a guy like Teron Davenport from ESPN, who really gave Mike Vrabel hard questions. And I thought that he didn't let Mike Vrabel off the hook. And Dennis Daly got mentioned by name, of course. PK is out there giving the, the stinging question. So I, I got to give credit where it's due. The questions were asked. and. Mike Vrabel's comments were basically this. He, I thought, 
Although there is no satisfactory answer from Mike Vrabel that doesn't result in, hey, we're getting rid of Dennis Daly that may, you know, satiate the mob that wants Dennis Daly thrown in jail. You know, that this may not satisfy them, but Mike Vrabel pointed out specific plays where Dennis Daly made mistakes. He talked about the fact that if we have a tight end or a running back helping chip on the outside, you cannot get beat on the inside. Your help is coming from the outside. So just protect the inside. He talked about that. He did mention a play where Dennis Daly got a pancake on a run block. So I felt like Mike Vrabel was fair. And Mike Vrabel admittedly said, we've brought in a lot of practice squad guys. We got guys playing on Sunday that were on other practice squads. If they're not playing for the other team at this point, if they're on a practice squad of a different team, then are they good enough to play here? I think there's some some truth in that as well. There are no good answers right now for your left tackle problem. There are none. But, but, Titans fans are fair to say things like Dylan Radin should get a chance. Even Andrew Rupsich, who was one of the best offensive linemen in the history of his division in college football. What about signing a guy like Eric Fisher, who has 128 starts in his career and has been a first overall pick in a draft? who admittedly did not play well for Indianapolis last year, but can it be worse? We got to talk about Dennis Daly compared to the opposite, or Eric Fisher compared to Dennis Daly. So it's fair, in my opinion, for fans to say those things. I am more of a give Raidens a chance. If you're going to chip and have to help Dennis Daly the way that you do, you might as well help Dylan Raidens and see what happens. I've even gotten on board with Andrew Rupsich and given him a chance. Seeing what happens there. What I will tell you is Mike Vrabel's answer to what to do at left tackle. He said, LaRaven Clark will have a chance to compete. But guys, people are taking this the wrong way. He's not saying, oh, now they're going to have an open competition and LaRaven Clark is going to get to compete. LaRaven Clark has been competing for the left tackle spot since he arrived in Mike Vrabel's eyes. He didn't mean any change was going to happen or they were going to look at left tackle different, and maybe throw LaRaven out there. I don't believe that's what Mike Vrabel was saying when he said that. So I don't think we're going to see any change. And Dylan Radins, based on that answer, LaRaven Clark will have a chance to compete. He has clearly factored Dylan Radins out of the tackle equation entirely. So if you're somebody who wants to see Radins there, you're not going to get that. If you're somebody who wants to see Eric Fisher brought in, well, Eric Fisher was signed by the Dolphins. And it's crazy because one of my best friends named Tim is a big Dolphins fan, lifelong Dolphins fan. I talked to him on the phone on Monday about, you know, the Dolphins, the season. He's a good friend of mine. We talked about the weekend of football. And Tim said to me, you know, it's really cool that the Dolphins went out and got Eric Fisher, even if he's not great, because it just shows that they care. He said that. It just shows that they care. He said, Tua got beat to heck yesterday. And maybe Eric Fisher isn't any better, but at least they're going to try because they care. I'm not saying that, you know, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel don't care about this Titans season, but I'm just saying if you wanted the Titans to do something, well, you're not going to get that. And I guess I understand if there's frustrations. The Titans are at a crossroads. Do they want to make this 
the best possible offense they can down the stretch? Do they want to try to find some answers? Or do they just want to go with status quo and what we've seen and see how that works out for them? I guess we're going to find out. But there's another crossroads that the Titans are at. And it has to do with Todd Downing. Now, I don't think that yesterday was Todd Downing's fault as much as other offensive performances have been. But I think there is some data that shows that something weird's going on in the Titans' offensive coaching staff. And I want some answers. So we're going to talk about that crossroads that Mike Vrabel is at as well. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is the place that you want to be if you're trying to make a hire for your small business because hiring these days feels like a high-stakes wager and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people faster and for free. They have simple tools that you can use like screening questions that make it really easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience and it helps you quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Crossroads edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We talked about the crossroads the Titans are facing at left tackle, what it seems like they're going to do, what Titans fans hoped that they were going to do. And we're going to have a similar discussion here uh, about the offensive coordinator position. And before we get into that, though, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, free Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content on all platforms all year round. Stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast where it's your team every day. Tomorrow is Rewatch Wednesday. I'm going to be going over the film, telling you what I saw on the tape, and having some takeaways from that beatdown. Thursday will be Crossover Thursday with Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jags who predicted that the Jags would finish better than the Titans this season. You will not want to miss that crossover event. Friday will be Game Plan Friday. I've been really on it the last three weeks to a month on the game plan, so you won't want to miss that. And then Sunday, of course, my live reaction show right after the game here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But moving forward, I want to give a shout-out to friend of the show, Will Lomas, at jlomas72 on Twitter. Uh, My guy Will writes for Titan Size, um, no-nonsense podcast, stuff like that. He does great work. I I talk to Will all the time on Twitter. So shout-out to Will. But Will had a thread on Twitter on Monday. And I found it very interesting. And reading through some of the things that he brought to light, it made me come to some conclusions. And it kind of gave me some answers as to maybe what the Titans should do at the crossroads that they're at with Todd Downing in the offense. Now, before I get into that, though, I do got to say, I got to be fair. 
on the list of problems in the Philadelphia game, Todd Downing is not high on the list, guys. The Titans didn't have the talent to win that game. In these games where they have more talent than the team they play and they get outcoached on that side of the ball, that's why the games are close. But in this game, the Titans were outclassed by a better roster and obviously better coaching on that side of the ball as well. So, honestly, the Titans got outcoached on both sides of the ball. You don't get beat 35-10 to 10 and not get outcoached. So, but all I'm saying is, yesterday was not on Todd Downing, like we've seen it be in the past. But, that does not mean that it couldn't be better. And let's go through this. Number one, Will says, when they throw the ball, they're one of the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL. Of course, the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is third, third in the NFL in completions of 20-plus yards per attempt. He's first in the NFL in 40-plus yard completions per attempt. Titans tight end Chega Conquo and wide receiver Traylon Burks both have three receptions of 40-plus yards. There are only five other teams in the NFL with multiple players of three or more 40-yard receptions. Those teams, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Denver, Buffalo, and Miami. Now, Denver is in there acting like the, the ugly dragon in the dragon meme. But look, Cincy, KC, Buffalo, Miami, and Tennessee. They're the only rookie combo on that list as well. Speaking of Chig, he is the only tight end in the NFL with three catches of 40 yards. The only other tight end with multiple 40-yard receptions is TJ Hawkinson with two. Do you know who else has two? Derrick Henry. He and Tony Pollard are the only running backs with multiple 40-yard receptions or more. Will says this, despite all of this and Henry being third in the NFL in rushing yards, the Titans are only averaging 18.3 points per game. If that holds up, please God, no. That would be their worst offense since 2014. Even more bizarre, the Titans have the third fewest giveaways in the NFL. So, We know that the Titans have the ability to create explosive plays. They've done it a bunch. So they have the ability to draw up plays that create explosive gains. They have the ability to do that. In the passing game, in the passing game, that's what we're talking about. They have players in Chickaconquo and Traylon Burks who have the ability to create explosive gains. But for some reason, it's so inconsistent. It's ridiculously inconsistent to the point where despite looking like one of the most explosive passing offenses in the NFL by those numbers, the Titans are still one of the worst offenses in the NFL in scoring. I have been skeptical all year of people who want to give credit to Tim Kelly while taking away 
credit from Todd Downing. I don't believe that right now we have the information to know who to give credit to where and who's responsible and how much credit they should get. We just don't have the answers for that because we're not behind closed doors. But, like with left tackle, I think at some point, it's only fair for the Titans to experiment with Tim Kelly calling some plays, a guy who has been a play caller and offensive coordinator before, and based on all that data and all that info that we just went over, it seems like to me that the Titans have some really smart concepts that do work, but they don't necessarily know how to use them with consistency. It's like there's someone in the room that's good at designing plays, but there's no one in the room that knows how to call them correctly with any consistency. Yeah, they may hit a couple of big plays every couple of weeks, certain matchups, blah, blah, blah. But the consistency of the explosive plays isn't there. Now, I know that a lot of that will have to do with Traylon Burks missing time. But, I mean, there were times earlier in the season where the offense wasn't necessarily explosive. And, yeah, we're talking about two rookies, but when they're your most explosive players, it's your responsibility to try to give them opportunities. And we know, at least from Chick's perspective the last few weeks, that hasn't been true. So... The Titans are at a crossroads with left tackle and with offensive coordinator. And while I don't think that the Titans are a real Super Bowl contender, if they get the right matchup, they can win a playoff game, which would be fun, which would be fun for all of us. But if we just keep putting Dennis Daly out there without trying something else, even if the answer comes back to Dennis Daly is the best, if we don't try giving Tim Kelly some play-calling responsibilities, then we come back to Todd Downing and Denver. If we don't try, then I feel like the Titans aren't doing all they can to get the answers that they need to make the best of this season, even if there's a limited ceiling. But with that in mind, we need to get into some injury updates on three wide receivers the Titans could really use, and then Danico Autry as well. Before we get into that, do want to tell you guys that today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that I am sure you're going to love, and that's why you're going to be able to find a sneak peek of Block Forever available on the Locked On NFL podcast feed right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast from former NFL All-Pro Ryan Khalil and Audible. Khalil takes the conversation about football to the next Level Ryan and guests discuss topics like players' physiques, sports betting, playing through pain, being a leader, how to deal with combated teammates. There is nothing that is out of bounds. Head over to the Locked On NFL podcast feed for a sneak peek at Block Forever or catch full series episodes available anywhere. You get your podcast available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Titans fans, it's time to do some injury updates coming out of that game. We got updates on three wide receivers. 
Might have a little update for you guys on Danico Autry as well. Before we get into that, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, it's available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So we got an update on Traylon Burks from Mike Vrabel on Monday. Vrabel said he's doing well. He's feeling well. That's good news. He also said that he still has to clear concussion protocol to be available for Sunday. While Mike Vrabel sounds more optimistic about Burks' concussion than he he has in the past about, say, Imani Hooker or Ben Jones, I think it's just become clear that Mike Vrabel is not going to play a guy a week after a concussion. So if I were you, I would... Pull my expectations back, and I would not expect Traylon Burks to play against the Jags. That would not be my expectation. Mike Vrabel protects his players in that way. So, I would love to be wrong if Burks' concussion... I saw some people saying that they thought he was knocked out cold, and this is... I don't know, looking back on it, he was breathing pretty heavily the whole time he he moved his legs pretty quickly after the hit on the ground. I'm not saying he didn't get a concussion. He's in concussion protocol, but I just don't think it was like um, quite as ugly, maybe, as we've seen some concussions uh, recently be. So it's good that Burks is doing well and feeling well a day later. That's a great indication, but with concussion, even if you're doing well and feeling well, it's probably not the best idea to play the next week. So I would not expect Traylon Burks, but... Some positive news. Mike Rabel said there is a chance that they get Racy McMath back to practice this week. Now, getting him back to practice doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be active and play in the game. And I would continue, as I did before the season, I would continue to tell you to couch your expectations for Racy McMath. He's still a late-round draft pick that was seen mostly as a special teams guy that had up-and-down moments in camp. He's not going to come in and be like a a big X factor all of a sudden. It's just good depth. I'd rather have Racy McMath out there than Cody Hollister or CJ Board, for example, or Des Fitzpatrick, Mason Kinsey, any of those dudes who we're probably never going to see again. But that's good news. Now, sadly, there are some bad news. Mike Vrabel said Kyle Phillips is still rehabbing his injury. Kyle Phillips is not going to be back this week. Starting to worry about that being back at all. So hopefully he's able to come back for the home stretch, but no Kyle Phillips this week. So keep an eye on that from a wide receiver perspective. Heck, the Titans could use any of them, all of them, two of them, one of them, whatever it takes. The Titans need it because we're staring at a lot of CJ Borden, Cody Hollister this week without them. Finally, Denico Autry. Now, I'm going to say this. There has been no official word on Danico Autry, but I've seen some whispers and I've seen some reports that Autry may be planning to return against Jacksonville. It's the whispers that I've heard. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if that's true. I'm not going to stand here and act like I do. But what I do know is the Titans signed Terrell Basham on Monday. 
Six foot four, 260 pound defensive end. More of a pass rusher. He's got 11 sacks in his career. He's played in 77 games. Played last year for the Dallas Cowboys. Had three and a half sacks. Titans aren't getting enough pressure. I'm sure that this is a move. Most positive way to view this is the Titans just want to get some more pressure on the quarterback, want to bring in a fresh body and see what they can do. Negative way to view this is maybe Danico Autry isn't coming back so soon. Maybe there was an issue, a setback, or whatever. I don't want to believe that that's the case, so I'm going to view this from a glass-half-full perspective and say the Titans are just trying to churn defensive end and see if they can get some more pressure on the quarterback. Sam Okwe Anonu has not played well. Um, lately, Mario Edwards has not played his best. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with not having Danico out there. But regardless, maybe the Titans are just trying to find more of a pure pass-rushing guy with more athleticism to get to the quarterback. But there it is. There's your injury updates. That's going to do it for me today, folks. Tomorrow's Rewatch Wednesday. Going to be breaking down the tape. Crossover Thursday after that. With Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jags. Friday will be the game plan preview. Sunday, live after the game, breaking down everything that happened. Hope you guys did enjoy today's episode. That's going to do it for me, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is Locked On Titans.